What up, Stokers? Zavi D checking in for the Stoked Communication Podcast here with Rob Carney. Rob is a dear friend of mine and the owner of Whole Health Connections. Rob teaches the foundations of wellness and the basics of growing your own food so that you can embody a holistic lifestyle. This unique blend of wellness and gardening enables you to experience personal growth while utilizing the principles of nature. Rob's a Czech holistic lifestyle coach with a bachelor's degree in sustainable food and farming and one of my dearest friends. So sit back, soak in the rays, wax up those boards, and let's ride a frothy wave of Stoke to personal destiny in this incredible episode of the Stoked Communication Podcast. What up, y'all? Welcome to the Stoked Communication Podcast. I'm here with my very good friend, business partner, and fellow Czech practitioner, Rob Carney of Whole Health Connections, uh, one of the coolest coaches out there who is really multiplying his influence through the way that he coaches uh, individuals in self-sustainability and health. Uh, Obviously, a huge part of the Perium team just all around one of my favorite friends and of course an incredible incredible health coach so rob i'm super honored to have you on the podcast really stoked to connect today uh what's up brother how you feeling thanks for having me dude it's good to be back you know it's nice to be chatting with you as always and you know obviously i've been working with Lisa, doing her group calls and it's cool to just always see you in the background there have just you know the level of communication between us is just getting better every day, every month, every year. And it's, it's crazy to think that it's been, you know, two and a half years since we first met. It seems like it's been a lot longer, but also crazy that, you know, the HLC two is two and a half years ago. So times are changing, but we're, we're getting better every day. Uh, it's so funny that you mentioned that because we've had quite a few adventures with each other in two and a half years. Right. Uh, we had our like own mini retreat in Vermont. You came out to Lissa's retreat in Asheville. Um, we've connected on countless, you know, podcasts and, and, you know, like IG lives. And of course we had the original journey in San Diego. So uh, I, I think our friendship knows no bounds. Who knows where we're going to go next, but uh, this is really exciting to have you on and, and to share maybe some of the fruits of that journey and uh, how everything has changed for you since we first started. Cause you and I have grown tremendously in two and a half years um, as kind of like a prerequisite for people who are new to whole health connections. Uh, I know your story, but they may not. So where did this journey begin for you? And and how did you end up with the name whole health connections with the practice whole health connections? And yeah, just give people an introduction to everything you're doing, man. Yeah, man. So it, it started for me, you know, a little over 10 years ago um, where I had a pretty bad concussion and I was a senior in high school. And at that point, I was a state swimmer, you know, played lacrosse, you know, loved sports, played pickup basketball and had this concussion. That was my second concussion and basically went about five and a half months without really being able to do any sort of physical exercise, without getting dizzy, lightheaded, you know, all the concussive symptoms. So somewhere along the lines there, someone was like, oh, have you ever tried yoga? And, you know, 10, 11 years ago, as a 17, 18 year old dude, it wasn't the most popular thing for a 17 year old dude to be doing yoga. It was mostly like moms. I was doing these classes with people asking me if I'm in the right place, you know, showing up like, you know, this is yoga, right? And that kind of just started down this rabbit hole that led to meditation, psychology, neuroscience, you know, holistic nutrition and started working with or interning with working for all these different practitioners from holistic nutritionists, 
acupuncturists, massage therapists, regularly, basically anybody under the umbrella of holistic health just became a sponge for, you know, five or six years, just absorbing all the information I could and seeing how I could help myself. Cause you know, a lot of the doctors are giving me patches or giving me pills for the symptoms of the concussion without really addressing the root cause and saw a lot of these side effects and quickly recognized there's gotta be a better way. So, you know, I ended up graduating from uh, college in my undergrad in 2016 um, with a degree in sustainable food and farming, you know, concentrated on holistic health and how the, the attributes of the soil, you know, the air quality, the water quality, all actually affect the human health. And I remember looking at like a grocery store and seeing lettuce and you see this like pale, yellowish, kind of not very vibrant lettuce. And next to it is an organic one that's, you know, darker green. It's got a little bit more color to it. And I was like, there's no way that these have the same nutrient profile. So I just, I'm just curious of how all this stuff works and then realizing like, wait a second, depends what's in the soil. It's going to be dependent on the nutrient profile of these foods. So for me, it's just my curiosity that drives me. And obviously along the path, you get some people asking, Hey, what are you doing? Hey, what do you use for, for, for supplements? What are you doing for your health? You know, what are you doing for all this? And I kept getting these questions and I was referring people to all these different, you know, supplement shops or, you know, practitioners. And then I realized, Hey, wait a second, I'm spending a lot of time doing this. Maybe there's something here. And when I moved back from LA after working with a startup company in 2018, and it came back in with $10,000 worth of credit card that I was, I just kind of got to the breaking point. I was like, you know what? I've got some skills that I can work with. I've got some people I can help serve. And I've got some knowledge over the past, you know, at that point, seven, eight years that I think I can share with people. So Whole Health Connection was formed as a way to connect people to the best practitioners and products that I could find and the best services, the best tools that people can add to their toolbox to live a sustainable and holistic lifestyle. So over the past three plus years now of Whole Health Connections being formed, it's really just been a mission of mine to serve at the greatest level I can. And I've evolved so much over the past three years. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, like you said, there's been a lot of evolution since we first met two and a half years ago. And, you know, we're just getting started. So it's cool to be connecting with people. And right now, you know, my focus is really on wellness, gardening and community. I kind of say the three main pillars I'm, I'm working with. I love it, dude. Uh, and I think you do such a beautiful job of showcasing different practitioners and, and people in your sphere through your podcast, uh, through the way that you reach out to people. And of course, the way that you, you truly connect people. So uh, that's really, really cool to bear witness to first and foremost. And um, I know that when we first met, you're in a pretty pivotal part of the journey of establishing health connections. And I, I believe the podcast was launched not too long after we met. And it's really expanded. It's a really, really cool podcast. The guests that you have are phenomenal. Um, both big names and people who are kind of in our, our small coaching sphere as well. So connection for sure, one of your gifts and, and bringing people together. And occasionally I like to toot my own horn and say that uh, I connected a few of my good buddies I met through the Czech Institute. Uh, Jordan uh, Chartier, I say Chartier, maybe he says Chartier. 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 <laughs> And uh, Eddie Madden, uh, who I knew lived out in Boston. And I said, wait, Rob, do you know Eddie and Jordan? He's like, no. I was like, you guys have to connect because they're some of the coolest peeps I've ever met. Um, so you guys all got together and, of course, really, really close friends and started this cool group, Ice and Iron. Um, that's something I would love for you to just describe a little bit because I think that's a really cool thing that you do, too, 
uh, just had a session this last weekend. So uh, what's up with ice and iron brother? Yeah. So, you know, like you said, is when you said there's other Czech practitioners in the Boston area, I didn't even think that was possible. First of all, you know, it's not, when you think of Boston, you don't think of wellness. It's not really a, a hub for wellness. So, you know, I remember met up with Ed and Jordan. We started chatting and I hung out with Ed a couple of times before I had really connected with Jordan. And one day the three of us got together and we we're like, all right, we're three like-minded people. It'd be cool to create something here to attract more like-minded people. Cause if we found each other without knowing that each other existed, there's gotta be other people out in the woodworks who are doing some of the things and just don't know where to go. So we kind of had this philosophy of if we build it, they will come. And so we created ice and iron and that name, you know, we are like iron and ice, ice and iron. We had some different names going around, but we wanted to kind of balance the yin and the yang. We wanted to kind of bring some of the mindfulness piece with also bringing some of that, you know, that, that strong Boston spirit to the table. So, you know, ice and I was formed in um, December, 2019 was our first event. Um, then, you know, 2020 happened. Um, took a couple of months off when all this craziness went down until we realized I think we're okay and um, resumed in the summer of 2020 after two or three month hiatus just feeling things out but the main intention is to bring like-minded people together and explore human potential so you know the kind of the ice and iron method is based around community um, working in and working out um, breath work and ice so we kind of have those five pillars um, moving around there. And the amount of people that we have found in the Boston area that are interested in exploring human potential and interested in improving their wellness absolutely blows my mind. Some of these people that are around that we had no idea existed. And it's really been that, you know, you mentioned earlier, Purium and just having these communities has definitely been the anchor for me, you know, Purium being more online. Um, and Eisenhower being in person, having a combination of online and in-person communities has absolutely kept me sane. It's kept me happy. It's kept me healthy over these past couple of years of just, you know, chaos in this freaking crazy world we're living in right now or year and a half, however long it's been. And so I think it is, I know it is so important to be surrounded by people that lift us up, to be surrounded by people who are improving themselves because right now we're living in such an isolated time that we really need now more than ever community. So that is a major part of my goal between building in-person communities and building online communities, because it has fundamentally changed my life and so many people that I've met and so many people I've worked with. Yeah. I think you make such a valuable point there because I think the biggest part of my journey thus far has been connecting with people like you and that has transformed my life the most. And it's really funny. You get into this space and I think a part of me is like really interested in knowing the most influential people. And, you know, now I'm in Austin, like I want to hang out with Aubrey Marcus and Aaron Alexander and Kyle Kingsbury and Joe Rogan. Like I want to hang out with the squad, but you know, this experience growing up uh, that I had was like, you know, I wanted to be part of the popular crowd. And I always had such a distaste for it when I tried, I was like, I became somebody I wasn't to fit in. I found that the people I was hanging out with really were like, oh, I don't know why they're popular because they're not really the type of people I want to be around. So this journey that, you know, initiated with our friendship with the Czech Institute and all the incredible people I've met is like, we're, we're kind of some odd folk, you know what I mean? By, by the collective standard, but like the quality of friendship, the compassion, the support, 
and like really realizing that the coolest kids on, on the block aren't necessarily the ones that are always getting the most publicity or have 150,000 Instagram followers, but quite literally we're growing this movement organically, starting with the small following, sharing our truth, connecting people to each other and, and you know, creating that, that true community. I think is the biggest testament to the fact that, you know, we're doing good work and especially you in terms of whole health connections or bringing people together who really need each other the most. You know what I mean? Um, it, it doesn't fucking matter how many followers you have or how popular you are or whatever, or what your revenue streams are. The quality of character and the quality of friendship that I found as a result of being part of you know, your container and having mutual friends is, is bar none the best. And I always come back to that when I find myself going, damn, I wonder if I'm ever going to meet Aubrey Marcus. It's like, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? You may not even be very good friends. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and thank you, first of all, for, for those kind words. And I think that it is important to recognize that the grass is always going to seem greener on the other, on, on the other side. And that's, I think, part of the human condition, which is okay. You know, recognizing that like, Hey, we're always probably going to want more and that's okay. You know, it's, that's that, that drive that, that makes us, want to achieve more want to be more want to do more and and that's great as long as we find that balance that we're not projecting into the future without being satisfied and grateful for what we already have and it's a fine tightrope that i often find myself falling off of because i can get so focused on what's ahead what's to come and like i was saying before in this podcast sometimes i become overly humble to the fact that it's like, oh, you know, what I'm doing is not a big deal. Oh, it's not that important, you know, you know, and almost downplaying the communities that I've, you know, been a part of have co-created, you know, the accomplishments that I've had to the point that it's like, I'm almost not even allowing that new energy to come in because I'm downplaying its importance. I'm not expressing my gratitude for what has already happened. And energetically, that's, you know, in the world of energy, that's a big no-no. You know, if you're just saying, hey, you know, this isn't that great, you know, this could be better, just like not expressing that gratitude, you're not, we're not creating a space for more to come in. We're creating like a shield around ourselves in the name of humility, in the name of, you know, not trying to be cocky. But, you know, one of my friends and, you know, I've had her on my podcast a number of times, Anastasia Durali, she always, she has the ABC, always be celebrating. I love that ABC always be celebrating. And that that's a big thing to me is like when something happens, like if it's a small win, celebrate it. It doesn't be, you sell, you have a party of a hundred people, but like have a little celebration. And for me, maybe that's, you know, blowing some bags. Maybe that's, you know, (laughs) having, you know, having a little, you know, mushroom chaga shot of my tincture. I made. like, you know, just having a little moment of celebration, having some freaking bomb dark chocolate, like whatever it is, but, having a little celebration and her saying that ABC always be celebrating. That was a big moment where, you know, as the day we're recording this yesterday, um, there's an article that got put out the top 30 coaches to look out for in 2021. And, you know, I was part of that list in the NYC journal and, you know, there's a part of me that felt unworthy and kind of like, Oh, is it like, is this legit? Like, what, like just like all these thoughts pop into my head. And then remembering is like, yo, first of all, I do deserve this. And second of all, like, stop worrying about what's next up, worrying about all the potential downsides and just be grateful for the fact that this just happened. Celebrate this today. So, you know, I really allowed myself to celebrate that win because that's a cool thing. 
And you know, I'm really grateful that somebody reached out to me who I thought I was telling you before, I didn't think it was real. Like somebody reached out, like, oh, you know, we, we found your page. We think you're pretty cool. We'd like to see if you qualify if you're interested. And then I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then, you know, sure enough, a couple of weeks later, they come back, tell me I qualified, ask for all the information, all that type of stuff. And and here we are with a pretty cool article. And yeah, so ABC, always be celebrating and, and focus on the, the gratitude we have for the small wins. Always be celebrating, dude. I absolutely love that. And there's a lot to celebrate. And I think the gratitude is. piece is super important, right? Expressing gratitude for the things that come in, it only amplifies the good energy that you're going to bring into your practice, your life. And for me, it's something I have to constantly remind myself of. A lot of the tension or frustration I experience is you know, primarily driven by a lack of gratitude and a, the need for more. And when I stop defining myself based on the outcomes, but I start celebrating the wins, uh, I just find more outcome. And it's kind of ironic. And it, it just highlights, oh, cool, dude. All the places that I need to be are there. All the people I need to know, I know. All the tools I need to have, I have. Versus constantly seeking for more. Um, and what a profound analogy for our culture, because most people, first and foremost, aren't aware of that and um, often have confused belief systems around, you know, gratitude and humility and, and what's cool, what's not. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for bringing that up, first and foremost. Um, and, and what a celebration to be had. Congrats on the New York City Journal, dude. That was really cool to see you in there. I thought originally when I saw that post, I was like, did Rob make, like make that in Canva or like, <laughs> is he like putting some good energy out there as to like, what is to come? You know, people put themselves on like the cover of Forbes and whatever. Uh, but I was like, oh, oh, damn, this is like legit. This is super cool. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. So that, that was cool. It was a cool moment. And, you know, it's, it's something that yeah, I'm grateful for, and I'm grateful for the experience. And, and it is cool to see like, Hey, you know, NYC Journal, they, they told me based on like the stats that I was seeing, like they get, you know, a couple hundred thousand monthly viewers on their, their emails and all that type of stuff. So that's cool. Then, you know, maybe someday it will be a million subscribers seeing that on a monthly basis and just kind of thinking like, cool, like that's, I got that now being grateful for that. And I'll saying, Hey, this is an opportunity to see what's next and kind of casting that vision being bigger. And yeah, find that balance of being grateful now, but also projecting forward because, you know, we want to have that vision. I think that's a big thing that I've recognized recently is that I can easily get lost. I can easily lose sight of my goals by getting bogged down, not even bogged down is the right word, but getting caught up in the day-to-day -day actions of what needs to be done today. And sometimes I think it's easy to lose sight. So, you know, I've been writing down some of my goals on the, on my whiteboard here, and I've got a um, new program I'm working with one of my buddies on um, he's got a whole like online system for all that type of stuff so I'm going to be working on that just so I see my goals more often and stay more aligned with the vision because I think it is so easy with all the craziness going on and just all the day-to-day -day attributes of running a business to get caught up in that when you know kind of a one-man show right now so um, you know learning to keep the vision in the forefront so I can keep working towards that and not just be a sailboat aimlessly getting splashed around by the wind yeah, that's beautiful, man. I, I appreciate that big time. And um, when you write down those goals and you make it clear that, um, you know, you have a direction, um, I think Paul says it really well, you know, uh, if you don't have a dream, then any road will get you there. Right. And um, for me, that's actually kind of challenging. I feel like a lot of goals I've said in the past haven't come to fruition and it creates this kind of like 
maybe it's a generalized anxiety or maybe said in another way, it's kind of like a lack of belief at times. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I really want to sign up this amount of clients this month, or, you know, this is really the goal that I have for my professional pursuits. And yeah, maybe I'll set the goal. Maybe I won't, but if I do, then I'll make sure I'll have a backup plan in case it doesn't come to fruition. And um, one of the things that Lisa was chatting about the other day, and I think maybe it was um, in a group call that you guys had, or, or maybe a post that she made, there's, very few people that she knows who don't have like a backup plan. And mm. one of the first names that came to mind is Rob. Like Rob, Rob is fully committed to his craft. Like there, there's not a backup plan. Right. And that's, that's a testament of faith and where you're sailing your ship there. So um, this is a communication podcast. And I think this is a cool little dovetail. When you set big goals, what's it like to have the courage and confidence to communicate those to your family, to your partner, to your clients, to your community, what are some tips and tricks you've learned around that and and how does communication play a role in actually accomplishing those goals? Yeah, I think, you know, the biggest thing is clarity and definitiveness and timing and really give me like a time. So like for one of mine, I have a thousand YouTube subscribers by 12, 31, 21. So basically by the end of this year, I want to have a thousand YouTube subscribers. And I think that, like you said, there's been so many times I've set goals that haven't come true that I kind of lost faith in goal setting for a little while. But I'm realizing that was also because, you know, I maybe a couple of years ago when I was doing this, I would have said, oh, I want to have a million subscribers by the end of the year. And realistically, it's like, that's just not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to go from like 400 to whatever I'm at right now to a million in a few months. Like, that's just not realistic and i don't want to say limit yourself by what we deem realistic that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down but at the end of the day i think it's like you know giving ourselves more time you know rather than saying this month i'm going to get this this amount it's like all right let me give myself a few months like i wrote that down at the beginning of this month so i have all of october all of november all of december to make that happen it's like a three-month goal okay cool you know then i then i'll have some six months goals some year goals some two year goal, three year goals. Right now I'm, I'm up to the end of the year. I'm just kind of really getting back into the um, visualization goal setting. Um, but I've got to the end of the year and then, you know, pretty soon I'm going to start going into next year, then two years, five years, 10 years from now. But I think it really comes down to being realistic, whatever we deem realistic, and then taking it to another level. Like realistically, I'd say, oh, you know, maybe 700 subscribers would be realistic, like a hundred a month. I think that's that's doable, but it's like, all right, cool. So if I think that is maybe I'll double it, you know, roughly double it. What does that look like? Okay, cool. Now that's like a thousand. So it's, it's the balance of being realistic, but also pushing it to the next level so we don't limit ourselves. So I think it's easy to say, you know, I'm going to be realistic and then we get there and it's like, oh man, I should have set that goal higher. And I think that's a, that's a often a lesson that I've learned in the past where I set my visions too low but not setting them so high that we get discouraged when we don't make them. And I think another tool in that is give ourselves a range, you know, on mine, I could say, Hey, I'm going to get between 700 and thousand subscribers. That could be another, you know, another Avenue as well. So I think there's a lot of ways to go about it, but to answer your question about communication, I think it really is just being clear with ourselves, you know, because I think a lot of goals are communicating with ourselves and being honest with ourselves, communicating with ourselves and also you know, if there is a sacrifice that needs to be made in terms of, you know, time with family is, is really being clear and say, hey, this is something that's really important to me. This is something I'm going to work on. So, you know, if we talk on the phone every day, maybe, you know, during the next 90 days while I work on this, you know, 
we'll be talking every other day or, you know, a couple times a week and just being clear and setting that. So we give it, we create the space to allow that to come into fruition. Absolutely. I love that, you know, you, you bring a full circle. The first answer I heard you say is clarity, right? Communicating with clarity to yourself first and foremost, which is, am I clear with myself around the motivations and the inspiration that I have for pursuing what I'm pursuing? Secondly, can I clearly communicate that to individuals that I want to bring uh, into my container through group program, one-on-one coaching, uh, maybe the ultimate lifestyle transformation, right? Uh, that clarity is really important and, and giving, uh, giving an avenue for producing inspiration. So what I mean by that is uh, a lot of us have inspired thinking, and it's really hard to communicate that inspiration to people who aren't who haven't had that same context or background that produced the inspiration. You know what I mean? Um, it's hard to communicate why growing your own houseplants is important if somebody hasn't gone through the initiations you have, right? Thereby, we have this invitation to get really clear on the way we communicate so that when somebody comes into your sphere, they're like, Rob, tell me, why did you create a course on growing your own houseplants? It's like, well, let me just tell you this. You know, I've had this experience of X. It led to this realization of Y. And then the ultimate... Uh, manifestation of that or, or the end result of that was me developing z like the, the plant course you know uh, and communicating with clarity is pretty much the only way that we can do that so i appreciate that big time and um it, it's really cool to see that transpire and and as you said bringing back to another point when you set goals too high it can be discouraging when you set them with realism at an appropriate level there's gratitude and the difference is if you think about somebody who's motivated hearing them communicate their passion for life, pretty easy to pick up on. Somebody who's discouraged, you can hear that in their voice right away. And the difference there is, is monumental. So um, that's first and foremost, super cool. And thanks for sharing that. Thanks for you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I think that um, something I'm really recognizing the importance of is our communication with ourself and the thoughts we have. And that's something that I recognize, like I was saying earlier, I can get very caught up on what's next, what's next, what's next. So a really big focus of mine moving forward, you know, for the foreseeable future is to focus on, like I said, the vision, well, balancing that with the present moment. So having the grand vision, but really getting honed in on the day-to-day tasks are gonna help me get there. Instead of saying, oh, I have to be here. I have to be here. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm not there yet. Why am I not there yet? Oh man, I'm having another slow day. Like focusing on, all right, so today's a little slow. Is this an invitation for me to slow down? Like, is that what this is telling me to take a step back and recover some energy? Or is this a, a reckon, a recognizing the fact that maybe I need to change course a little bit? Or maybe it's just, maybe it's just a slow day and I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. And just being aware of all these different possibilities, not getting caught up in the hamster wheel of honing in on what's wrong or what's not working, but just appreciating like, all right, so I have some options here. I can keep going. I can change course or I can take a step back. There's always the opportunity to step back and then just say, hey, I'm going to wait this one out and see how this goes. I think that's a really big piece that I've learned from, you know, investing in like cryptocurrencies and stocks is that, hey, you can emotionally just go and buy stuff and buy stuff or sell stuff. But sometimes the best to do best thing to do is say, Hey, I'm going to sit back and just watch the market for a week or two weeks and just see what's going on here. It's a little up and down right now. 
And it's the same thing with our business. Like sometimes we just need to take a step back. Like, all right, let me just see what's going on here. Let me not just act impulsively and say, oh, I just got to make a post. I got to make a post and just throw it out there. It's like, well, maybe I've been posting too much and overwhelming people saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Maybe the best thing I can do is just take a step back and be like, all right, what, what's the market doing right now? And I think it's a fine line of just recognizing that in our own head, like the way we talk to ourselves. Because if I'm saying, oh, I just got to put a post, I've been posting like, and we're getting into scarcity. Now we're posting with the energy of scarcity. We're posting with the energy of neediness. So I think our communication within our own brain is ultimately going to be the energy that we put forward. And that, that makes a big, big difference. That is really beautifully put. And one of the aspects of communication people don't understand, even if the words that you say in two different scenarios are the same, the emotional state that underlies them is really what gets conveyed, right? So you can make a post in total pride and excitement and gratitude about a new course you have, or you can make a post that's like, fuck, I really need the money by my shit, right? Right. Likewise, you can invite people to, let's just say we take the example of this podcast. I can be in the state of abundance, which I'm in right now, or I have lots of people I can have on the podcast and the quality of the conversations is pretty good. Or as I've been before, I'm like, well, fuck, who should I have on the podcast? And I'm like, I really just need to figure out somebody to have on the podcast. And I kind of go from there. So the difference between the two is pretty incredible. And I appreciate you bringing that up because it's really about emotional state, right? If you're angry, but you're saying, I love you versus uh, <laughs> grateful and happy. And you're saying, I love you. You can hear that in the tone. And I had a realization around that last night. Oftentimes we pick up on other people's languages based on how they're feeling when they say it, not how it sounds. Um, and that's really important to remember, especially as, as somebody who's connecting people, right? Especially right. somebody who's in the realm of, of creating community. Uh, just because two people are interested in mushrooms doesn't mean they're going to be best friends, right? It's right. about the energy there and being able to intuitively read the situation, which is of, of great import. Yeah. And I think, you know, a big thing you're touching on there is that, you know, a lot of experts say is that people will often forget what you say, but they're not going to forget how you made them feel. And a lot of that is a direct result of the emotional state that you're in the energetic state that you're in. Cause if I show up to your place and I'm holding the energy of being pissed off. Let's say that on the way there, you know, someone called me, my bank account got stolen, like all, all these like worst case scenarios. And I show up to your house, Savi, and I'm like, what's up, Savi? Like this day sucks. Like, and this is the first time we've ever met. It's like, wow, this guy's negative. Like, man, I don't want to be around this guy versus if I show up and it's like, oh, well, I just had a really great conversation with somebody, you know, I got a loving relationship, you know, and focusing on the positives. Like, what's up, Zabi? You know, great to see you, man. Like, it's going to be completely different energy. And I think that when we recognize, like, anytime we meet somebody could be the first or last impression they ever have of us. And if we show up in that negative space, what if that's the first time that we meet somebody and we just didn't allow ourselves the opportunity to even connect with this person because we were so down in our own energetic space that we were repelling the people that we've actually been saying we want to meet, but we didn't allow ourselves to be in that space to actually create that med magnetic connection. We repelled these people. So it is so vitally important to recognize, hey, if I'm going to go, if my goal is to connect with people, the best thing I can do is to feel good myself. So I am energetically and vibrationally 
vibrating at a higher frequency that will attract the type of people I want to connect with. Because think of, you know, if you're sad, you probably call a different person than when you're happy. If you're upset, you know, you probably do different actions than when you're happy. We want to oftentimes reinforce these, these feelings that we're having. So we go towards those type of people. So if we're upset or we're not feeling social, we're probably going to find the other people that are, aren't being very social. If we're being social at this environment, we're probably going to find the other people that want to be social. We're going to want to naturally find the people that we communicate with on an energetic level where we're at. So it is vitally important to protect and honor our own personal energies at, at, at every given moment, because the more that these thoughts, these energies compound, the more of that we're bringing into our lives. Yeah, that's really well said. Um, it, it's funny. Another aspect of this that's been cool edge for me to explore is, you know, what's the difference between trying to keep that high vibe state and like feigning it versus being genuinely there. Right. And uh, I don't know, with the state of the world, with the state of my life, there are a lot of moments and situations where I'm like, man, I just really need to like dig down and speak my truth. Um, and I had a buddy tell me this today. He's like, you, the way you speak is generally very poetic and like very you know, soft. And uh, try, he said it really well. He's like, try communicating more like a porn star, just like very direct. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's a really interesting way to put it. I think that's something that we challenge ourselves with each and every day when it comes to how am I going to be received? You know, for me, is it like, am I going to give the right piece of advice to somebody I'm coaching? Uh, maybe for you, am I going to connect the right two people or is this Purium ultimate lifestyle transformation, the right thing for this person? There's kind of this hesitancy and really communicating your truth and your power in the deepest way is so powerful. Sometimes we have to like dumb it down because we we're afraid we're going to overwhelm people. So learning how to just communicate directly is a big edge for me. It's something I'm learning and it's something where it's like, man, let's just get to the point or let's get to that crux. You know, like you're pissed, I'm pissed, I'm happy, you're happy. Where are we at? Versus like, yeah, we're great. And then underlying it, it's like, it's not, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think a big thing that I'm really working on and embodying with most of my conversations is taking a moment before I hop on a phone call or meet up with somebody to just, whether it's in my car, when I get there or in front of my zoom screen before we start is just and just breathe like slow down let go of whatever i was doing before and like reset my energy like don't let whatever baggage i was holding on to before flow into this next conversation let me just reset which oftentimes can just take you know five seconds it used to take me a lot longer but i can get back to that reset a lot quicker just by practicing it every single time you know, when you're on a Zoom call many times a day and you do this many times a day, it, it's a habit. It's a skill that gets formed. So I really want to invite people, you know, just takes a moment to breathe, you know, before you have a, a, a challenging conversation or any conversation in general, just to release that tension from the baggage from whatever you're carrying before. And then my intention could be when I'm talking to somebody is, all right, my intention is to help this person. And if I can't help them, that's okay. You know, try to direct them somewhere else, or maybe I'm just, you know, I can't help them and I can't help everybody. So that's okay. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, where I share, I have coaching, I have products, I have courses. So I have some good tools in my toolbox that I can really help a lot of people. And I truly believe that if people give everything, you know, give these things 100% effort and attention, it could absolutely change your life. And I 100% believe that. But I also recognize timing is a big piece too. 
And if someone, if I know it can help them, but the timing is right, they're not going to commit to it. I'm not going to say, Hey, you should just buy this. So I get the sale. It's, Hey, you know, let's, let's reconnect when the timing's better because I don't want to force somebody to buy something. And then they buy something. It's like, Oh, Rob just got me to buy this, but now I'm not really using it. And it's like, then there's like this energetic disconnect. It's like, then I'm here. Like, yes, I got the commission. I got the sale, but they're like, ah, oh, I kind of regret buying it. Like, that's the last thing I want. I want to make sure that both parties walk away feeling good. That's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I got some good products or I got a good course. And then for me, it's like, I got the energetic exchange. I helped this person. I was compensated for it. So I think that when I focus on really helping people and also recognizing I can say no for other people. Like if I feel somebody, like they feel pressured, like they like they want to buy or they should buy because we're on this phone call. It's like, hey, you don't have to give me an answer right now. Like sit on it and you're allowed to say no. And I think that when we come from the space of being intentional with helping people rather than the scarcity of I have to make the sale, I have to make the sale, our entire relationships are going to change from a fundamental level. Exactly that, man. And uh, I think it's beautiful in context of, of service, right? That's the, delivering value is the first thing that we do in the end product of communication is sharing wisdom, knowledge, and value. And it can also be used to for maladaptive purposes too. It can be used to alienate or divide or create separation. And, uh, you know, you come back to, again, what is my intent here? What energetic state am I in? Um, and <laughs> I, I think we all become very good at like sleight of hand, um, especially in the nonviolent communication realm. You like get very like people pleasy and very like uh, an aspect of me or perception or these different tools of language that we use to kind of like dull down how we're really feeling because violent communication is unacceptable. But like in between those two is this like beautiful silver lining that is direct communication. Uh, I think about this in terms of interpersonal relationships a lot, but to your point, business relationships are very interesting too, especially when you're selling. And I've had countless conversations, maybe about 20 this year with potential clients. They're like, I'm just not in the space financially. And that's a pivotal point for me. I can go, cool. I'll pressure them into the sale and have a terrible coaching experience with them because they don't want to be there. Or I can say, you know what? Absolutely. No worries, man. Uh, here's a free resource. Check it out. We'll, we'll reconvene at another time. And uh, we'll just take this as, as we go, right? Very different. Totally. And, and yeah, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, we have to be okay with accepting no. And that, that's definitely comes from a place of being in a state of abundance. And now I used to think that it was a you know, badge of honor and people like, oh, my closing rate is this. Like I have like a 90% closing rate. And, you know, back when I first started this business and I was really focused on selling products. So I was like, you know, my closing rate was like 80%. And I was like, Oh, cool. Now I got a high closing rate, but then I quickly realized like, yeah, but what's my retention rate. That's a much better metric in my opinion to look like. What are the people that bought and are happy customers? So if they're either making referrals or they are staying in it for the long term, instead of let's say buying a product once, I'd much rather have someone buy a small product every month that they're enjoying than buy one big bundle once that they're kind of like, eh, you know, it was cool, but I didn't, I wasn't really ready for it. I just kind of did it because, you know, I felt pressured. Like I would much rather have that retention rate higher than the closing rate. So now, you know, having that perspective, I always think it's funny when I see people kind of bragging about their closing rates, it's like, 
Well, you know, that's cool. As long as everybody's happy. Now that's, that's the big thing is like, yeah, you obviously, if you have really high quality leads, you've had great communication up to that point. And then, yeah, you get them where they want to be, but the key is get them where they want to be, not where you want them to be. And, and as long as we're giving them that, that solution that they need, and just to kind of play the other side of it too, sometimes we want to give them what they need, not what they think they want. So sometimes it's, it's a fine line there that we want to be, uh, you know, careful on that slope, but you know, I think that communication is just such a big piece of that. And then interpersonal life as well, you know, how are we setting our boundaries? You know, how are we able to communicate with our partner, with our family? Because when we're running a business, there's times where, Hey, I'm going to be working all night tonight. I got calls all night tonight. I'm like, I would love to, you know, have dinner with you. I'd love to watch a movie. I'd love to do these things. But, you know, tonight I, I have some obligations I need to attend. And that, and that, you know, it all comes down to how we say it. And the, like we we're saying earlier, the energy behind that, it's not like, Oh, I'm blowing you off. You know, you're not important. I'm doing like, this is more important than you. It's like, Hey, this means a lot to me. And, and I definitely did not articulate that perfectly in that example, but, you know, I hope that the, the message gets across that it comes down to how we say it and the energy behind it. Yeah, that's beautifully said, man. And I think interesting in that we both have uh, girlfriends that we live with and, the difference between you and I is that Liz is a coach and uh, Jackie is really passionate about dance. So yeah, there's a difference between having two coaching calls going on at all times. And then one who's coaching all the time. And then one who's kind of, you know, going to work and coming back home, maybe too much personal detail about our lives, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the point of that statement is there's an element of communicating needs. And one of the things that Liz and I do really well is, Hey, I have this commitment tonight. How can we organize our schedule to accommodate, you know, her group call, my group call, my coaching client, the need to spend time together, right? And to share. And that's really, really important because one thing that people in the communication realm don't understand as well as I hope they would is that your style of communicating at home is the, how should I say this? It's very important that I say this in the right way. The style of communication you use at home is, let me put it this way, your ability to communicate well in your business is only as good as your ability to communicate at home. And if you can't iron out these dynamics in your relational life, where generally speaking, we're more honest and direct and clear and advocate more for our needs, you're not going to have a good chance of doing that in business because it's 10, and I'm guilty of this at times, you tend to overcompensate with like this professional persona. Whereas like deep down, you're just feeling, you know, like triggered or pissed or excited or like really passionate. And you're like, I don't want to come off too strong or too shallow. Finding the balance is really done first and foremost, like you said, Rob, communicating with yourself and then communicating with your intimate team. And then finally the world. And that's the perfect check analogy of the I, we all, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so much to unpack with communication too. And I remember a lot of people say you think you're a spiritual person until you go back and spend time with your family then you really see how uh, spiritually advanced you are and it's legit because you know we tend to hold on to past images you know people that we think we know and then we start to fall into old patterns so you know for me a great test is you know if I go back with family members that maybe view me as an older version of myself or I view them as an older version of myself or I fall into a 
an environment where it's easy to fall back into old habit patterns. Do I recognize that? Do I just fall back into those habit patterns or do I stay true to the current version of myself? And it's always a very interesting experience, you know, around holidays, which we'll have coming up pretty soon and all these type of experiences more around family. And I think that's a great place to recognize like, hey, am I speaking with truth or am I speaking in a way that no longer serves me? And that's always a, always a fun experiment to play. Uh, and I noticed myself being perhaps the least evolved around my family. And that's really interesting. Um, and the beauty of, of showing up in business and communicating too, is that, you know, sometimes what you do well in the family scenario is what you need to do better in business and what you do well in the business scenario is what you need to do better in your family. Um, maybe when, for me, I put myself in this category, really good at communicating in business, not as good, always communicating in the family situation. So should I be more direct in business? Yes. Should I be more compassionate, a little bit more lenient in family? For sure. I think we're all guilty of that in some degree or some regard, right? Definitely. You know, and, and that's, it's always a learning curve. You know, we're always getting better, always improving. I think that it's, we need to let go of this idea of perfectionism because that's something that I've definitely, um, you know, and that's kind of taught to us with schooling. You know, it's kind of told like, oh, you got to get a hundred percent or, you know, you're a failure. And it's like, you know, we're marked wrong for getting a question incorrect as opposed to saying, hey, how can we learn from this? Like, oh, no, you're wrong. This is not right. So we kind of tend to strive for perfection, but perfection doesn't really exist. You know, it, it's just a matter of let's be the best we can be. But if we have this idea of perfection, we're never really going to get much done because nothing will ever be perfect. We're always going to find some flaw, some, some issue with it. So, you know, for me, it's like, I just want to be, I want to be good. I want to be really good. I don't need to be perfect. I just want to be really good at the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Eventually a lot of these things, I want to be great at what I do. I want to be really great at what I do. But for right now, if I get caught up on being perfect, I'm never going to release anything. I'm never going to make a post. I'm never going to release a course. I'm never going to have the perfect coaching program. So I think it just, we got to start where we're at, use what we have and just let the lessons be learned. And it's okay to make mistakes as long as we acknowledge those mistakes and hopefully those mistakes aren't at the expense of other people, but if they are owning up and say, Hey, Hey man, I messed up. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that you know, I did this. I'm learning and just being open and honest with our own learning curves and making sure that if there is collateral damage that we do hurt somebody else on this learning path, we acknowledge that and we apologize because I know I've held a lot of, you know, resentment over the years for lack of communication for unresolved conflicts, you know, little butting heads, little arguments that never came to conclusions. So I think a lot of it is also forgiveness, you know, a lot of communication is forgiveness, you know, how can we forgive ourselves, first and foremost, because we don't forgive ourselves, we're never going to be able to forgive anybody else, forgive ourselves and forgive other people. And that really opens the channels for, you know, a much more clear, and compassionate line of communication. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, we have a few minutes left in the podcast and I, I can't wait to wrap up and share all the different cool things that you're putting out there that people can get in touch with. And, uh, I just want to highlight that one of the things that we share is the foundations of wellness, which is, um, 12 module course that is designed to assist those who are living a burnt out, stressed out lifestyle and reclaiming their vitality and, and really establishing those fundamental habits of health. Uh, to support them in, in being the most vital uh, 
personal and professional individuals they can be. And I want to share some of the background of that course cultivation because uh, you and I are both very motivated individuals. And at times we can both get on each other's nerves. I'll give a great example. We were in Vermont and originally this was going to be like a retreat thing. And I kept like bringing things up in the car. And I remember Rob and like reflection that week, you're like, Zavi, you're just like pissing me off the whole time asking these questions about like, when are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? I just want to enjoy and unplug and, and super hysterical. And then, you know, uh, it's kind of funny how in waves this partnership has transpired in like the spring, I was like so gung-ho on the program. Like, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. And then I kind of like took a back seat and you've been like motivating me to get back on and just be more active with the promotion and marketing recently. And part of me is like, fuck, like I have this going on and that going on. And, you know, just serving me to be like, oh shit, really? I need to listen to Rob here. And I think what we do beautifully in a business partnership and in a friendship is be like, yeah, dude, you know what? This is where I'm at with this. This is the honest, the honest feedback I have on, a sales page. Uh, this is the honest feedback I have around bringing people on board or price point or whatever. Um, we're just very raw and direct in that way. And I hope that that can be an inspiration to people who are in a business partnership because so much of business partnership goes south. I think probably the success rate of business partnership is the same as marriage, probably 50% ended. I think it's probably worse. I think it's yeah, probably worse. It's <laughs> probably worse. And I think that what Rob and I have done really well over time is like, dude, Right now, that's overwhelming or shit, that's a lot to think about and take on. And we're honest about that. And as a result, we've created incredible products, podcasts, uh, IG lives together, where it's very back and forth on a harmonious level because we're not afraid to be honest and be like, dude, I'm fried right now. I don't know if I have the bandwidth for that or, um, you know, Zavi, dude, I, I'm just really annoyed right now, <laughs> which is totally valid, right? And I, I hope in business, the practices can evolve over time to be way less corporate and like human resourcey and very honest and direct because um, that's what produces sustainable partnerships. And I just wanted to bring that up here, your perspective on it too, because it's a beautiful part of our friendship to be business partners in addition to friends. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, is that we're, we're very similar in many regards that oftentimes, you know, a lot of great partnerships work when people are different but not so different that you butt heads. And it's funny because, you know, Ed and I are very different. We are very different. And Jordan's kind of like the, the in-between who is the balance of the two of us. And so, you know, we're always dealing with different personalities and different, you know, realities of where people are at because, you know, the person I am today is different than I was six months ago. And the person I'm going to be tomorrow is probably going to be a little bit different than the person I am today. And that's dependent on infinite number of circumstances. So as long as we can be honest with ourselves and say, like you're saying, this is where I'm at right now. I may not be here next month, but this is where I'm at right now. This is what I'm capable of right now. This is what I can show up with right now. And I think that's, you know, that's really what any relationship comes down to with communication is how open and honest can you be? Because like you said, you know, there's times where, you know, I'll be like, dude, I, I can't make a video today or i can't do this today and there's times you're like yo i think we should redo this i think we could do it. cool you know received and a lot of that comes down to just humility you know can you take criticism and that's a big thing i remember in uh, the way of the superior man is it he talks about you know man's ability to take criticism from other men are you able to take if, as you know speaking of the guys here and you know gals too are you able to take criticism from other people if not, you know, what about yourself? What shell or 
armor or you know ego are you living with you're not able to take criticism and and that could be a deep you know trauma that you that you had to deal with but that's up to you that's your responsibility to deal with that so how can we be open to taking criticism so we can open the lines of communication to communicate most effectively and i think that's a big thing in relationships the big thing about partnerships is hey we got to be open we got to be honest with each other because if we're not it's only going to build that resentment up over time. So, you know, like you said, it's been, it's been a great evolution and it's, it's cool to see, you know, like you said, there's waves where you're way more gung ho on it than I am. And there's times where like, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm all in right now. And you're like, yo, I got six other things going on and it, and it balances itself out at the end of the day. And it may be your wave is six months. My wave is three months. And then my wave, and then you have another wave of a month and I have another wave of three months, but it's always going to add, end up balancing itself out as long as we're open and honest with each other. So well said, dude. And, you know, I, I think of this example that happened maybe a month and a half ago. I redid the sales page for our program and I was like, oh, dude, cool. looks concise. looks great. I'm like, Rob, what do you think? He's like, ah, <laughs> I think we really need to redo it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the truth is there's most definitely a part of me that hides behind the shell and the armor of like, fuck, I need to be the best at what I do. And this needs to look perfect. And everything I do has got to be that standard of perfection. Right. And uh, that's probably the crux of my spiritual journey on the planet is like, you know, acknowledging that uh, Alyssa said it to me the other day, like, can you be okay with the fact that you're still on the way to where you want to go and not there yet? Because uh, that tends to, for me, cut off progress the most is this feeling well, like I'm not there where I want to be. The sales page doesn't look as good as I hoped it looked. And so, fuck, I suck, right? Well, it's like, no, you're getting better, right? And especially in regards to things where you, your skill may not be the highest. So for me, graphics are like, okay, but um, my skills in communication, it's not necessarily in digital marketing. So it's like learning over time. Okay, cool. I'm starting at square one here. I'm going to keep getting better over time. And there's always going to be something I can do better. That humility is huge. And I, I think one of the aspects of our, our partnership that comes to mind is, is we're both super fucking motivated and very confident, but we're also humble. I agree. And, you know, I'm excited to see where all this continues to go and you know would love to invite anybody listening to this to check out the foundations of wellness um you know that's been a great course um that we've put a lot of time and energy into and speaking of evolution it started off as the boundless playground that was the original intention of it and we we changed courses so you know you maybe you've heard about that before in some of our previous episodes and you're wondering what happened to that and that's what it is it's the same thing we've just adjusted accordingly to make it more suitable for our audience's needs you know we got feedback people said they'd rather you know have a self-guided course we said we'd rather have a self-guided course that we can work with so i'm very happy with how it's come out and you know i've said this before but i'm sure we're going to continue to add things in there every so often you know just to kind of continue to make that better if something comes up hey you know you may find some new modules in there hey you might find some different little resource in there you're not saying it's going to be on a regular basis but when the time is right we will continue to evolve that and make it even better so you know really want to invite you all listening to check that out because had a number of people go through it right now and you know would love to extend that offer to you if you're listening to this to check that out um and again if, if money is a challenge for you i know money is a challenge for a lot of people and we do offer 
you know, an offer for a testimonial. If you want to check it out and give us feedback and give a testimonial, we can, we can give you a good price that works for your finances. Cause we want to make sure that you can help yourself. And like we we're saying earlier, not just sell you on it to sell you on, but make sure it's a good fit. And if finances are tight for you right now, you know, send us a message. We can work something out. Like we want it to be a win-win. We are always open for feedback. We're always looking for testimonials. So we can make that a win-win chop off some of the price. Like we're happy to do that to make this work for everybody. Amen to that, brother Rob. This course is an exceptional reflection of the foundational principles of health and uh, flexibility in finance and also catering to the people who really need it most is the first and foremost goal of the foundations of wellness. It's foundational. I wish this could be widespread and given to pretty much everybody in every corner of the world as an introduction to health because I think it'd make it will. a profound difference. It will. Yes, it will. It's on its way. And I invite everybody who listens to the podcast, anybody uh, as part of the Stoke Communication fam or the whole Health Connections fam to check out the sales page, give us a message with any questions, uh, take us up on that offer to meet you where you're at with finances, to give you an introduction to the program because it's, it's phenomenal content, really, really cool course. And obviously a reflection of tremendous amount of education and time that Rob and I have put into cultivating our own toolbox and our skills. So take advantage of it while it's there. Uh, even though it will be there forever. But don't delay. Now's the time to get after it. Absolutely, Zach. Well, I appreciate you having me, man. This is always a pleasure to chop it up with you and, you know, share what we have on our minds. And, and I just love the fact that, you know, we can change. We have a wide variety of topics to talk about because we got, a, we got a, lot of, a lot of cool things on our minds and it's always fun to share. And this one was obviously primarily in communication, which is cool. You know, being on the Stoke Communication podcast is a little bit different than some of our other conversations, but it's just fun to to learn and grow and share. Um, You know, it's obviously a big part of what I'm doing. And, you know, we just love to chat with anybody that ever has any questions, you know, feel free to give me a holler. You know, the best place is probably Instagram for me, Whole Health Connections, all one word is my handle there. And then, you know, you want to check out our course, you can go either on the sales page, which I will put probably in the description here. Um, you can also check it on my website. You can check out my, uh, my plant courses. I was talking about, I got some free eBooks. So if you go to my website, wholehealthconnects.com and you go to the learn and grow tab, or you can just do wholehealthconnects.com slash learn dash grow. Um, you'll see the free eBooks. You'll see some of my blog posts. Um, you'll see the courses and all type of stuff. So um, then YouTube is one of my goals. So if you could subscribe on YouTube, I would absolutely love and appreciate that. See some of my longer form content and that's just whole health connections. So yeah, man, I appreciate you having me and appreciate you listening. Everybody who's tuning in right now, um, you know, it keeps us going. So thank you. Uh, without a doubt, brother Rob, thank you for taking the time to hop on. Um, I'm just grateful for every chat that we have and every opportunity that we have to dish out wisdom. Uh, everybody check out the show notes because Rob has incredible resources there to check out from his website to his Instagram to his podcast and more. Give him a subscription on YouTube, a follow on Instagram and check out his incredible website, all incredible content. Very, very cool. So Rob, thanks for joining us on the Stoke Communication Podcast. Excited to uh, continue with all the journeys that we're on and uh, we'll be chatting soon, my friend. Sounds good, brother. Have the best day ever. You as well, brother. Peace.